Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another video game review. This one's going to be for Techland's Dying Light 2, the long-awaited sequel to, of course, Dying Light. I'm your host, Matthew, and uh, we're going to do spoiler-free. There's nothing really story-related to talk about. Um, but got a bit of a complicated situation here with this review. Because um, I didn't finish this game. Some of you may immediately dismiss my review because of that. If you want to, that's up to you. Um, I put roughly 17 hours into this game. Uh, let's go to our rating system before we get any further. Uh, so we've got... Uh, and I'm going to start writing these in the show notes. Just in case some of you aren't aware of what our rating system actually is. So for games, obviously, you've got must play. Then you've got don't skip, possible skip, and then a skip rating. I think it makes sense for me to go for a possible skip rating with this one because I literally would recommend the definition of possible skip which is you could possibly skip this game and there's some comparisons here for me to make in terms of my experience of Cyberpunk of course Cyberpunk 2077 from CD Projekt Red Um, and I had a worse experience with this game than I did with Cyberpunk. Not in terms of the gameplay. But in terms of the technical hiccups. Um, so basically what I'm saying is. I've stopped playing this game after about about 17 hours. So let me explain why. And then. Because I want to explain what happened. And then also get into. Uh, what I love about this game. Because I love a lot of stuff about this game. And I want that to lead down to me talking ultimately about how I feel about Techland. Because my thoughts on them as a studio, or as a dev team, um, is quite mixed now. So let me just, you know, go through everything else first. So why did I stop playing this game? Uh, Technical issues, basically. Um, And it got to a point with this game... Where, because I was literally just about to go and play another couple of hours of it. But given the experience I had in the last two days with this game, where I put quite a bit of time into it. I don't trust that at a certain point, I feel like this game is going to break on me at a certain point. And what I don't want to do is put another two, three, four hours, whatever in. And then the game actually break. And then me realise... I could have put that time into what well what what I'm gonna play next, which is Kenya Bridge of Spirits. Or the Lego Skywalker saga that's coming out soon. And I just don't I, I feel like this game's gonna break on me at a certain point. And I don't I, I started to do I started to just not trust this game on a technical side. Because I thought I'm having like a ton of fun actually playing this game and I'm gonna get into all the reasons as to why I'm enjoying the game later. But what I don't want to do is play this game for another 2, 3, 4 hours. And be like really really enjoying my time with this. As I still was. And then oops. Something actually breaks. And it ruins. My my experience of this game is already kind of ruined. Because of the technical side of things. Um, So I put a video up on our YouTube channel a couple of days ago. I haven't checked how many people have seen it. It was just to sort of put out of like. Hey here's what's happened. And I'm not I'm not going to explain I'm not going to explain the whole video because I'm going to put it in the show notes so that you can watch it for yourself. So instead of me explaining it, you can have it explained and you can watch it at the same time. So if you want to right now, you can pause this episode, uh, scroll down. I'll put the embedded video 
as to what happened a few days ago in the show notes. So if you want to pause this, go and do that. And then you just scroll down a bit on the website version. Um, or head over to our YouTube channel, Entertainment Talk Plays. And you can see the video of what happened. Um, that was one incident that happened. There's another incident which is slightly different to that. But was like get, getting in the way. And this was the thing that kept popping up. And I kept thinking... Um, this is one of the main issues that I that I kept thinking like, okay, if this pops up at some point and I can't get past it, then my game is broken. And what kept on happening was there'd be areas where I would need to interact with something. It could be a different thing each time. Um, the first time it happened, I had to pick a lock for a door to speak to a character. <clears throat> um, and then there was multiple incidents after that. <clears throat> Where I had to plug in something to power a generator. Then it happened again when I went to press a button for an elevator. In a scene. It then happened before that as well. Where I had to press square twice within about five minutes. No, about two minutes. To speak to a character. And what kept happening was... Whenever I'd go to interact with any of these things, so the lockpick on the door, the button elevator, the plug for the generator thing, or the character to talk to, what would keep happening is it would have <clears throat> it would have the square button prompt for me to interact with the thing, but it would say can't use or something, can't interact, enemies nearby. So I think okay, maybe there's a zombie lurking around somewhere. The game wants me to take it out before I progress. And on certain occasions, there would be some zombies for me to take out. So I would go and kill those zombies. I would go back to the interactable thing. Press square and nothing would happen still. And then there will be other occasions where that would come up. Where I'd clear an area of, of zombies, which would be fun. Which would be great. And then I would go up to the door or the character or the whatever it would be. There'll be no zombies there already. Because I've already cleared the area. And the same thing would happen. Can't use or can't whatever it would say. Uh, can't activate enemies nearby. That's what kept coming up. Enemies nearby. Um, And then there would be certain points where I could like. Mess about with it a bit and trigger the actual interaction. And what I would literally do in certain scenes is walk around a bit in a circle, keep clicking square, or pressing square rather, um, and then the thing would just, at, at a random point, it would just activate. So to go back to my earlier discussion point, what about if I go today and put another three hours in, and I get to another one of those square interactable things, and I can't get past it? Because once that happens, my save is 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 screwed. Um. So yeah, and it just it's things like that, and things like um. There'd be certain times where I would die or fail a mission or whatever. I press respawn, and the game would like take me back certain points or what it was just 
yeah, I just I started to just not trust. I started to just think to myself, what about if at some point this game does just lock me out? Um. Now to answer the issue of how I resolved what happened in the video, because I haven't explained that yet. There's a little button in the bottom right hand corner of the main me- or the, the load screen menu. It would say rollback. You'd press up on the D-pad for some reason. And it would load your previous save. But I shouldn't have to keep doing that every time. Because even even at those when I get to those interactable points and I go to press square to open or interact with something, I shouldn't have to think like, oh yeah, I'll just go to quit. I'll I'll just quit the game. Click on load, click on the rollback thing, and load my save from like 20 minutes ago, and do that every time. Because that's obviously an option as well, but... Yeah, what about, like, if this game takes me, let's say, up to 30 hours, so another 13 hours. What if I get to hour 25, and the game is just, it just bugs out on me? I just, I just can't trust this game on a technical side for it to not do that to me. So, it's a big, big shame, um, and look... I haven't hit a game-breaking bug to where I've had to stop. I've chosen to stop. But I've chosen to stop because I feel like at some point the game is going to give me a game-breaking bug. Um, that's going to just completely stop my progress. And I just don't trust that that's not going to happen. Because the amount of times... The amount of times you have to click on something to interact and it would be like, can't, enemies nearby. And I'm like, oh, God's sake. And there was actually two occasions in the space of about two minutes... Where I was in this like subway station thing with this character, and um, he was sitting on the uh, uh, on the edge of the uh, a platform for the door, um, or sitting by the by the doorway for a train, and you'd have to go up to him. You press square to talk to him. It would say enemies nearby. I stood there for about a minute, or or maybe thirty seconds or so, clicking square, walking backwards and forwards. Like an idiot. And then eventually the game just decided. Oh yeah we're going to activate this cutscene now. It did that. Then the character. I followed. I was following the character. And then walked through to this other side. And at one point he goes. Oh look what's up on that wall. He stops there and he stares at the wall. And I'm thinking why doesn't the cutscene just play. Um, And then the same thing happened again. Where I went to click square to chat. Or to interact. You can't. Enemies nearby. I'd walk around for a bit. I'd even like walk away from him, then walk back to him, um, and then eventually it would just trigger. But my point is, what about if at one point it decides to not do it, and I'm just stuck? Um, so yeah, it's it just it just disappointed me on on that front because it basically, you know, I'd be in this good momentum of like having really good fun with it for about an hour and a half, maybe two hours, and then that would come up multiple times, and it just. Uh, yeah, made for a sour experience. So, um, I suppose I should put this bit in now. How do I feel about Techland? Look, if they make a Dying Light 3, I'm going to play it. If they make something else, it depends what that other thing would be. Because at the moment, they're known for those like the Dying Light studio. Because the first one, great game. The first one's really good. Uh, I don't, I don't remember having technical issues like this with the first game. Either I, I, I don't remember that happening. Um, 
I trust them to make great gameplay, which I'm going to give a lot of praise to in a minute. I've got a lot of praise to give to in terms of their gameplay stuff. In terms of them making an open open world zombie game, like from a gameplay standpoint, you've done an incredible job here. But in terms of the tech side of things, I mean, I didn't have any problems with the first game. Apparently, people had uh, did have problems with the first game. But... You know, if I go to play a Dying Light 3, if that actually happens, um, and this experience happens again, then I'll put them like, I don't really trust you kind of territory. Um, but it's it's it's, it's a shame. Um, but like, you know, when, when I see a trailer next time or I hear like, oh, Techland's making Dying Light 3, I don't know if I should be like, yes, Dying Light 3, because... I'll be thinking about I'll be thinking about two things. One of which is the technical issues with this game. And by the sounds of things, I'm not the only person that's experienced that. Apparently, some people had issues with the first game, which I didn't. Um, but I will be thinking about like how fun can you make this game? Because I know that you can do that. I know that you can certainly make this game a fun open world zombie playground type of thing. So, yeah, I suppose my trust is at like eighty percent or so. If you want, if you want to put a scale on it. I guess. In terms of my score for this actual game. On on a gameplay side. This is like a 9. 9.5. Honestly. Um, on a technical side of things. This game's like a. 5. Because um, I, I didn't have any other issues really. I didn't really have any frame rate issues. I didn't really have any like. Popping with objects. I didn't have like. Things glitching through the walls. I didn't fall through the map at any point. Um, I didn't sort of have my weapon go invisible at one point. You know, I didn't. Uh, didn't the game never crashed? Um, so those kind of other glitches that are possible, I didn't have any of those really. Though those those didn't really happen. Um, didn't have any characters in like T poses. No, 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 nothing like that really. Um. Didn't have any stuttering, any frame rate issues. Didn't have any graphical issues. Um, the game's actually really quite smooth. For me it was anyway. It's just that, that like... I mean, ma- ma- maybe for the third game they should try to look at... Let's say there's a character you have to go up to and talk to. Because you've clearly got problems with implementing like interactive buttons for things. I mean, when I would go to do things like open a lockpick for an ordinary door. Or click something in. Or, sorry, not click something in. Or like open a door normally. I wouldn't have any problems with that. It's just if it was an objective based door. That I would have to unlock to get to something. Or to trigger like a cutscene. It seems that with this, I suppose with this game... If you've got like buttons to trigger cutscene related things, that's where you end up with problems. Um, so maybe just have it to where you walk up to the character and this cutscene just triggers automatically. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what what was up with that. So yeah, and just to kind of in case anybody's wondering, with those um, parts in the game where it was kind of like. Hey, you need to clear the enemies nearby. I wouldn't end up clearing more enemies. It would just be a case of walking around the interactable, clickable thing. 
and then keep pressing square and at some point it will just happen. So there was no actual like me going around and clearing more zombies. So I, I don't know what to make of that. So, Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Right, anyway, that's all of that. Uh, Let's get on to the positive stuff. I've got a lot of really good things to say about this game as well. Um, And it's all in terms of the gameplay. Because in terms of story and characters... Eh, first game didn't really do that either. I I, I knew going into Dying Light 2 that this was going to be more gameplay focused and, um, you know, don't expect, like, in-depth character development. This isn't The Last of Us, you know. If you want, if you want a zombie game with, like, an intricate story, a well-told emotional story with, like, very well-developed characters, that's where The Last of Us comes in. But I very much enjoyed Last of Us 1 and 2, so there's that. Um, Last of Us 2 still got better gameplay than this, but I suppose it's got a different type of gameplay. That's more sort of linear survival action, whatever. Um, whereas this is like first person survival action. So, yeah. Um, but I had an absolute ton of fun with the gameplay with, with Dying Light 2. I had, I had a lot of fun. Um, it was fun to kick enemies off of rooftops. It was fun to do the climbing and stuff. Um... It was really rewarding when you would see like one of those airdrop packages at the top of a building and you'd be like, hmm, how do I climb this thing? You'd swing on a rope at some point, maybe you would do death defying jumps, like, you know, stuntman type of stuff and you would climb up things and you would try to work out, okay, I've got a certain amount of stamina, how do I climb around this quick enough? And you'd plan your thing a little bit more. Um... 
that was really really satisfying when you when you do that there's a particular part i did yesterday actually where um there was two sort of there was a part of this broken bridge and um it was in sort of three no four sections um two of which were like the end parts of the bridge where it would go into the the road and then the two parts that you could actually reach which was two like climbable loose pieces of the bridge in, in the middle and the game wanted you to do this thing, and it's optional, I didn't have to do it, but it was really fun to do it, where you work out, first of all, like, okay, okay, you can see some, like, bits and pieces where you can climb and stuff, you start looking at this, at this uh, I was going to say building, but it's not building, it's a piece of this bridge, and you think, okay, where do I start from, you know, to get the first bit, uh, do I launch myself off of something, and then you climb and climb and climb, and then I got to a point where it was like, oh, there's two ropes, Okay, I could swing on those. Um, and then you'd swing from one rope to the other, which was, like, pretty wild and pretty fun. Um, but where you just about make it, <laughs> which is really cool. And then you'd swing to the other side, and then you, you'd climb up that. And then the game wanted you to climb back to the other side, because it, it, the, the side that you'd land on was where you'd unlock a safe area with like a bed and stuff like that and your your player stash i never use the player stash by the way um and then you climb on top of like a you could either climb on top of the crane and jump to the other side which is what i did again just about making it quite thrilling and everything or you can jump and swing on a rope and i i, I just looked at the rope and thought okay i can probably make it but i don't know if i actually can i don't want to fall to my death um, that stuff was fun, and then when I made it to the other side, nice care package box thing waiting for me. I think it gave me an inhibitor or something, which increase you can increase your stamina or your health. So those kind of things, brilliant. Felt really, really, really rewarding to do that type of thing. And, you know, you'd unlock a safe area, that would be great. It's a bit of a high one to try and reach, but still. Um, yeah, that, that would be really brilliant to, to go and do as well. Speaking of, um safe zones and intensity and everything you know if you're at a point in this game where you'd be doing a couple of quests uh quests uh, like missions and things um i suppose they are called quests aren't they um and then you get to a point where it would say i think it was 8 p.m was like the nighttime um shift because the day to night the day to night cycle in this game is really really great and then you'd start noticing eventually the the screen would get darker not your tv but obviously darker because it's at night and then you'd look down i think you'd get like this notification thing and it would be like it's night time and you're like oh shit that's where the fast aggressive zombies come out and if you were in the middle of nowhere at that point and you're just thinking okay can i because you don't have to go to your safe zone you can fight the zombies if you're able to and if you want to but they're the fast aggressive zombies um, so you could either just stay where you are and just keep doing the the quests. In fact, some quests require you to be uh, at night time, which is interesting. Um, but the the thrill slash nervousness of okay, you just yes, let's say you decide that you're going to get to a safe zone so that you can sleep and you know continue your mission mission in the morning thing. So that it's a bit safer. There will be times where like. I would see the running zombies coming at me. 
and the safe area will be behind me so i'll be like right i gotta turn around i gotta go right now and i gotta plan to the best that i can how i'm gonna climb my way to this thing you know navigate the rooftops and that sort of thing and i can't do any climbing to where it's gonna slow me down too much because these zombies can be on you like very very quickly and like sometimes you'd be on the rooftop and you'd you'd see <clears throat> you'd see the windmill area and you'd be like you gotta go 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 and you can see like the, the, the lights and everything um of the safe house and you'd be like I just need to reach the area um and you can like hear the zombies behind you and stuff. I thought all oh, that stuff was great. Really, really like intense and everything. Um so that was that was really really good to, to, to go and do that. And that same thing happened kind of in the first game. Uh, but they've done a lot more with uh, safe areas and stuff. Because um, they had the windmills this time around. Um, speaking of the windmills, they were really fun to unlock. They are kind of Ubisoft-ish. In like, hey, climb the area and then you can... It's not really a sort of like open all the checkmark boxes and stuff. But uh, it's more treated as kind of, hey, climb the area and you can um, get yourself a safe zone. Which was kind of important that you had one safe zone in each area. Otherwise you'd be a bit screwed. Um, so that's kind of the thir- first thing you you try and do. Um, so that was great. You know, you've got to try and navigate this um, windmill. You climb the top and then you activate it. Very, very satisfying. Um, taking over outposts and stuff was, was really, really fun. Um, and there's a couple you get to later where you can decide who gets the water and stuff. And that unlocks you certain things. Um, the first thing I unlocked was, uh, car bombs from that, which I only managed to use once, I don't know how effective it actually was, but, yeah, um, it, it, it's kind of annoying me how I'm talking about, like, all the stuff I really enjoyed, and it's just got these technical issues that are just bogging the whole thing down, um, and look, if you played this game and you didn't have the technical issues that I had, and you had a great experience with this game, that's brilliant, that, that really, really is, um, yeah, combat was really fun in this game. Sometimes a bit tricky. Because uh, you'd have certain enemies that would do heavy attacks that you can't deflect or parry. And you'd have to dodge them. And there's certain enemies that you could. But then you could deflect them and hit them. So, like, you could have sla- you could have slashing weapons or blunt weapons, I think. Uh, so you can cut them up and stuff. Or you can uh, beat them. And you can get a uh, Lucille-style... Um, uh, barbed wire baseball bat. I thought that was pretty fun to to use as well. Um, yeah, part of me's thinking right now, like I want to go and back and back and just have fun with this game again, but because I can still put this. Don't get me wrong. Even if I decide after I do this episode, I'm still going to put this episode out anyway. Um, but part of me's like, should I go back and just try and have the fun and try and just. Yeah, because now that I now that I'm talking about like all, all this fun I have with this game, I want to go back and play it, but I just don't know. That I, could, I just don't know that I can trust it. Um, and even if I'm just gonna say this now, like I know I'm kind of saying I might go back and play this game after I've just done this review and everything. Um, my all my points that I've made so far and the points that I'm gonna make will all still stand by the end of my time with this game, whether I decide to go back to it or not. Um. But yeah, uh, yeah, because th- th- there were certain things I noticed in the skill trees, like paragliding and zip lining, and um, I didn't get the chance to get like a crossbow or a uh, bow and arrow. I did unlock, I did find some arrows and some 
bolts. Um, but I never found them. See, I want to go back and like experience that. Maybe I'm just depriving myself of a, of an experience that I'll probably enjoy. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, because I, I was going to go and play this game. And I was like, oh, I don't think I should. And then I like, oh, I'll just do the review then. I'll, I'll use that time for this instead. Um, but anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll make a full decision. Again, everything I've said in this is not going to, is not going to really change. So, yeah. And I don't have any thoughts really on the story or the, or the characters and stuff. Um, so yeah. Uh, what else was really good? Yeah, combat was great as I said. The parrying, the dodging and the mixing that up and everything. Because you can dodge every enemy if you want to, but you can't parry every enemy. Um... So that was that was really really good. Um, what was the other stuff I wanted to praise? Uh, there's no guns in this game, which is interesting. I can't remember there being guns in the first game though. So, but then I suppose if you started introducing like even if it was just pistols into Dying Light, that kind of ruins the melee aspect of all this because none of the other none of the enemies have guns either. At least not the ones that I approached. Because um, all melee combat focused. Um, so yeah, that was uh, interesting as well. Um, what was the other thing I was going to mention with with all this? Um, some of the most fun I had with this game was like knocking enemies off of rooftops and stuff. Um, and I, I unlocked an ability after some time of being able to grapple an enemy. Like they would lunge towards you with a light attack. Because you can't do it with heavy attack enemies. And you could... Um, if you time it right, you can press grapple with square and you have to push a directional thing at the same time. And you can use that to throw enemies off of the roof. So that was that was quite fun as well. Um, but yeah, overall, a very, very fun experience that I may still even go back to. Um, but uh, just just has those, has those issues with it. So Techland, if you're going to make a Die Light 3... Or if you're going to make something else, I'll be curious to see what that is. Um, but they've made an excellent zombie playground here. If they want to put a bit more effort into the characters and the story, then that's that's fine. But what the draw here really is, is the, the gameplay and the combat. Because that's the, the key thing here. Um, one thing I also want to praise the... Uh, not praise necessarily. Give a bit of credit to... And this is where I need to bring up... Actually, before I do that, sorry, before I do that, I should talk about... um, So, apart from the actual story progression issues... I I had a less buggy experience with Cyberpunk. Um, And that's the the comparisons I was going to kind of make. I mean, I never had any... I had, like, frame rate issues and stuff on Cyberpunk, but... I never had any sort of like you can't progress because there's enemies near around type of thing. I don't remember ever having any of that, so it's just interesting that. I I mean they, they they got both games have got technical problems for different reasons, and obviously Cyberpunk's had some recent updates which have made it a lot better. But um, I sort of had a better time, like experience wise, with Cyberpunk than I did with this. Just because I wasn't like blocked, almost blocked by certain things. So, yeah. Um, the other thing I want to talk about um, 
was the comparisons to Horizon Forbidden West, which I recently reviewed. I also gave that a possible skip rating for different reasons, but gave that a possible skip rating as well. And one of my criticisms of Horizon Forbidden West was it didn't evolve enough, for me anyway, didn't evolve enough to the point that I wanted it to um, from the first game. I think there's some very interesting touches with the gameplay with Dying Light 2 to where I feel like it does evolve itself from the first game. Um, the windmills a lot more interesting to do um, and the safe zones and things like that. The um, towers and things that you can go and like raid basically are very very interesting. Um, some of the different gameplay things that you could actually do are very very interesting. And as I said with Horizon, my two biggest plus points for Horizon was the improvement on the climbing, which Dying Light didn't need to do, but it also did make the climbing even better. So with Horizon, it was the fact that Aloy's character development was significantly improved and really made me like Aloy a lot as a character. And the climbing was really improved on Horizon Forbidden West. But in terms of like combat and gameplay... For both games. I do think that Dying Light 2 did more than Horizon. Just for me anyway. Um, and I actually expected. I expected more out of Horizon. Than I did out of Dying Light 2. But I've ultimately. Apart from the issues I've mentioned. On, on, on a gameplay side of things. I've enjoyed playing Dying Light 2. More than Horizon. But then. I suppose it's a, it, it's a bit of a. They both have the different qualities. Because with Dying Light 2. I had a better gameplay experience. A better combat experience. And a somewhat better climbing experience. But obviously I never expected. Even with the improvement with the climbing. In, in Horizon Forbidden West. Dying Light 2 was kind of always going to win with that. Because that's literally Dying Light's main thing. Is like the parkour and stuff. Um, but with Horizon. They made the characters more interesting specifically Aloy is the one you're supposed to care about the most they made her a lot more of an interesting better character but didn't improve for me enough on the gameplay side whereas with Dying Light 2 the characters are never really that interesting anyway and they didn't improve in that so that's the minus point there but then they improved with the gameplay and stuff like that with Dying Light 2. So those to me are the two differences. They both got their pluses and minuses basically. And they're both on the different sides of things. With Horizon Forbidden West. I feel like there was a bit too much emphasis on look how good this game looks. Not like honestly. Um, and yes it's got the first party Sony you know, power PlayStation thing going for it. And that's great. Dying Light 2 I actually think. Dying Light 2 did what I want video games to do in that way and what I mean by that obviously yes it had the, the technical issues which I really bothered me but Dying Light 2 didn't really put any effort into hey look how good this city looks look how good this view is and everything um, I mean Dying Light 2 doesn't look that great I mean you know a lot of the city is kind of run down post apocalyptic type thing but I didn't feel like Techland and this is what I kind of want developers to try to do. I didn't feel like Techland looked at Dying Light and thought, oh, you know, run down kind of area, zombie apocalypse. Let's try to make it look pretty anyway. Let's try to make it like 
shine with colour. And I know Horizon's got different environments to this game. But I feel like Techland kind of looked at this looked at this game and thought, no, we're not going to try and make this look pretty and and like beautiful and gorgeous and everything so that people can stare at it. They looked at this and thought, how can we improve the gameplay? And that's what I want developers to do. And I know I bring this point up a lot, but for me, it's a really important important part of like honestly, in terms of where we're going with games this generation. Because there is, to, to to me, there is too much emphasis on how pretty can we make our game look. And I have the question of, well, how can you make your gameplay more interesting? I am playing your video game. I am interacting with your video game. How could you make that experience more interesting for me? And not just in terms of DualSense features and vibrations and stuff, which is a cool thing in, in of its own. And obviously Dying Light 2 is different for that because um, it's a third-party game. But... How can you make your game more fun, more interesting, more challenging, more innovative? And specifically with a sequel, how can you look at what you did before and improve it? And not just slap a sort of, oh, we're going to make it look better. That does a, I, I know a lot of you know, people really enjoy that kind of thing. And I, I'm going to keep bringing this up with games. Because um, I know some people might be sick of me being like, oh, you know, stop trying to make games look good. Games look good enough as they are. We don't need to try and focus on that anymore. At least not for a, not for a long time anyway. Um, yeah. Because um, when you're watching like films and TV and stuff, you don't have the interactive element. You're pressing play and you're watching something, right? Um, so yeah, I just want... I, my, my, main, my main kind of point with that is Horizon, I felt, was a bit too much. How can we make this these lands look pretty? And not really evolve the gameplay so much. And. Dying Light was sort of. I guess this place looks ugly anyway. Because it is. Because of what the. Um, area looks like. It's a run down zombie apocalypse place. There's no need to make it try and look good. Or pretty. Um, I mean I want graphics to be to the point where I can you know. See. And everything. Um. I just want gameplay to to improve for games. I want more interactivity, more interesting ways to do things in games. Um, And some of that stuff does come with, like, skill tree things. And sort of, hey, you can do these things. These, like, new ideas. But you've got to progress and unlock them a bit. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. Um, And I guess with an RPG like this, where you've got skill tree stuff, um, you you can do some of that. Uh, which I, again I had a good time with. So you know what? Maybe I'll go back and try Dying Light 2 for, for a bit longer. Because um, I do kind of want to finish it. I just don't want to put another 2, 3, 4 hours into this game. And then just be like. Oh no I am actually like broken locked out at this game now. So we'll see. We'll see what I decide to do. If not next game I'll be playing will be either Kenya Bridge of Spirits. Which I've already done my 1 hour first impressions of. No 30 minute first impressions of. Um, which you can find on the YouTube channel. Entertainment Talk Plays. The other game I'm going to move on to next is um, the Lego... I can't remember the name of it, but the, the Lego Skywalker Saga thing. The new the new big game that's coming out, which looks really, really interesting. But, I, I mean, speaking of, you know, in terms of the Lego games for a minute, what, what it looks like they do with this Lego game, that's a way that you evolve your game. That's a way that you innovate, which is you kind of keep the fundamental idea... 
but you really evolve it because the look of that new and I'm not talking about visually the look of that new Lego Star Wars game is as if TT uh, I think it's TT Games went and said like look we've done this same Lego format for long 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 time let's change things up a bit and if that game looks like it's going to evolve as much as it looks like it will I'll give it a lot of credit for doing that because it looks like it's going to be still the fundamental Lego stuff but um doing it doing it in a fresh way um there's lots of new kind of like features and stuff so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that and that, that's what I want game developers to try to do make your gameplay more interesting so and Dying Light 2 did do that even though I couldn't open the door at certain points so Anyway, that's it from me. Um, I didn't actually intend to go on this long, but I guess I did anyway. Uh, for those of you that got any thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, if you played Dying Light 2, did you enjoy it? Did you have the same issues as me? Do you not have any interest in Dying Light at all and you wanted to hear me talk about more zombie stuff? And look, you know, another great-ish zombie piece of content that I sometimes couldn't quite progress in but still enjoyed. It's a weird one. It's a very weird one. Um, but I enjoyed it for the zombie stuff again because I enjoy most zombie things. So there we go. Anyway, your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. I want to hear them. Um, have you played Dying Light 2? Do you have more or less interest now? Um, if you played the game, did you have the same issues? What did you do about it? If you did, because if there's a solution, I'd love to hear it. Um, so let me know all those thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, whatever you've got. Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, contact page information in your show notes. Uh, if you're listening on the website version of the episode, um, not only will you find the embedded video of the uh, progression glitch that I had at one point, which I did manage to get past, um, you can also use the big email box to write in as well, which um, a lot of you use actually. So, you know, quite simple to use, quite nice to use. So go and use that as well. There's also a clickable email name in your show notes. So lots of ways to get in touch and let me know what you think. Um, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcasts. So take a look out for all of those. Um, you can find those on those platforms. Um, podcast platforms, Entertainment Talk, entertainmenttalk.org. Check out what we've got over on the place or over on those platforms. Um, you can also use word of mouth. Tell other people about what we're doing and where they can find it. Uh, so you can do that. You can also um, use social media, of course, share the podcasts around on those platforms that helps us out as well uh, patreon one dollar three dollar levels here's ad free podcast review options take a look at that as well if you'd like to um for your tv and the film news david's got you covered over on geektown.co.uk and geektown radio geektown radio episodes come out on tuesdays look out for those bex is still streaming um pretty much daily uh tomb raider on mondays and stuff over on trista b-y-t-e-s over on twitch uh, you can also follow me on Twitch as well, eTalkUK. I'm kind of figuring out things again with Twitch, but give me a follow if you'd like to do that. You'll be notified when I go live, eTalkUK, over on Twitch. And if you'd like to find either the COD clips and other video game clips, all the archived Twitch streams, you can find them all over on Entertainment Talk Plays uh, for all of that stuff. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>